I remember my sister saying, this is so, this is so unfair. Why is it that he, who's healthy, went biking, like ate so healthy, did hiking, like rarely drank and took care of people for his entire career, like his whole life. And my sister was just like, this is not fair that he won't be here. And there are people out there who just are not good, kind people. And they get to, they get a, they get a pass. They get to stay here. Welcome to the Let Me Walk With You podcast. I am your host, Nicole Polarczyk. I am a support coach who wants to walk with you while you go down this path called life. With the twists, turns, and unexpected events I've experienced, I know I'm not alone when I say it's hard to go through it on your own. I want to be the person I needed through those times for you. Weekly, I will bring you an episode about my journey and where I'm going. Come on, take a walk with me. was just like crying and she was like no I don't want that like I don't want that you know she's like please please don't let them do that you know I was her advocate I was the one that they talked to because my dad was incapacitated with his own illness you know he wasn't in any mental state to even process this part you know and she always told me like when we went for our first round of chemo when I went with her There was a woman that got brought in and she was, you know, probably in her 80s in a wheelchair and her daughter was pushing her in and she was randomly talking about how many rounds of chemo and how many rounds of radiation she did. And my mom's like, please don't ever make me do that. Like, she's like, I've got maybe one in me. She's like, don't make me do this my whole life. And I'm like, that's selfish. I can't tell you what to do with your health. You know, that's your choice. You know, yes, I want you around, but I'm not going to force you to put your body through all of this. And for what? Like, what kind of quality of life are you going to have up until the end? Exactly. That's the hard thing to know is what would that, what would that do? And that was one of the, one of the videos that I posted most recently was, it was about three to four weeks before my dad died and his radiologist said, Bill, you really need to think of the rest of like your time here and you need to be thinking about quality of life, not necessarily quantity. And um, it just, we're like, okay, we have about six to eight weeks after that. And it was, I mean, it was very, very close to that. Maybe he said 12, I can't remember now, but we wanted to take my dad out to Colorado. We wanted to get family pictures taken and none of that, you know, none of that happened. It just, it just went so fast from the time of his diagnosis to when he died was 11 weeks. It was June 8th and he died August 16th. And it just, it's interesting that it's just so odd. One of our best friends, her mom had breast cancer and she's, it, the cancer's gone. She's healthy you know, just in remission, right? 
And I remember her coming over because she and her husband had lost a baby and had a stillbirth. And so we were both going through this last summer. And I remember feeling so jealous of her that her mom's cancer was cured and that, that, you know, that she's here and it's like, well, what? And that's really hard to, to do that and play that, play the what if game and brain cancer is just the, the percentage of people who survive that past five years is a fraction of a percent. It's just so, so rare and there's such little known about it. Um, and with the 11 weeks, it's like, and that was the other thing too, is some people have years that, you know, that they'll be okay. They'll be sick and then they'll get better and stuff like that. But it's just like, we were just in survival mode all last summer. Just that is all we did because it was so fast. And the cancer that he had, there was a, a gene that was a mutant gene as well, which made it harder to respond to treatment as well. And gliomas are incredibly unresponsive to treatment. Like it'll, it'll work for a few weeks. The radiation will shrink the tumor down for a few weeks, but then it'll just grow and grow. And my dad's had doubled within two and a half weeks, the mass on his brain, on his brain stem. And so it just was just so fast, so fast to come to terms with anything like that. And there's actually another member in my family who was diagnosed December 4th with the same cancer. And he just decided that he was done with treatment. And so it's just so, it seems so prevalent, but I know it's not. And that's weird as well. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, whoa. What in the world? No, I under I understand that's and to have another family member diagnosed with the same thing. That's yeah. Yeah, for for me it was like, okay, my mom had lung cancer and I was like coming to terms with that. And then to be told, Oh wait, it spread to her brain. This is more aggressive, you know, and her the doctor that did the radiation he was like baffled. He was like, you know, the day after the emergency room, you know, they had her admitted and we went across the street to the cancer center the next morning. And he was just like baffled. He's like, how did this happen? You know? And he wanted to treat it. He's like, give me 14 treatments. My mom was like, I don't know if I can give you 14. He's like, give me 14 if you can, let's try. You know, she was in the hospital for a week. And then she went to the uh, nursing home and it's the nursing home she actually worked at. So these were all her friends where she was. And, you know, all the radiation was doing and it was like kind of in the winter there. So January, you know, with snowstorms and stuff here, we're in Connecticut and she wasn't able to do them consecutively like every day like he wanted. They were scattered all over the place. But I mean, all the radiation was doing was just buying time. You know, she, yeah, like she passed away a week to the day after her last treatment is when she passed away. You know, 48 hours prior to her passing away, she was at Texas Roadhouse 
having a ribeye, having a sombrero, having snacks and all this stuff and having a good time. Like the nurses that were her friends took her out for the night. So, you know, that's like how quick it was. She went from sitting at Texas Roadhouse, having a drink with her friends, laughing, enjoying herself to then being gone, you know, and it's, yeah, in like the blink of an eye, you know, and that's still like the part sometimes that I'm just like, why was it so quick? Like, why did it have to be like that? You know, and I get that feeling of jealousy. And it's like, you don't want to feel that way, you know, and like you hear when other people, you know, yeah, they go into remission and they're fine. But yeah, you get to this place where you're like, well, why couldn't that happen in my case? You know, like as harsh as it is, like I know so many people that have crossed paths with my mom and my dad and me that are just awful, nasty people. And I'm like, why do they get to be so healthy and live like these super long lives, but they're so miserable and they don't do anything and they're, they don't, and my mom and my, my mom was like so kind, like she would do anything for anybody. Like, why do they get off so easy? But then you take my mom who was like, would do anything for anyone and always went out of her way for people and didn't judge anybody, you know, gave everybody as many chances as they wanted, you know, like that's where I have trouble. You know, that's like my harsh part where, you know, you don't want to feel that way. Like you don't want to wish something bad on someone, but you're like, why? Like why? You know? Yeah. I completely understand that. I, it was when my mom told my sister and I that, his cancer was treatable, not curable. And I remember my sister saying, this is so, this is so unfair. Why is it that he who's healthy went biking, like ate so healthy, did hiking, like rarely drank and took care of people for his entire career, like his whole life. And my sister was just like, this is not fair that he won't be here. And there are people out there who just are not good, kind people. And they get to, they get a, they get a pass. They get to stay here. And I, the only thing with that that gives me comfort is that I was, I was raised in a church. I'm Catholic. I believe there's a higher power, but I don't necessarily always believe that that may be the God that a lot of people think of, but I do think that there is as woo as it sounds, I believe that there is something or someone on, on the other side and they are like, okay, you have lived a great life. You have been kind. You've done, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, your time here is done. And that's, that's the only thing that really gives me comfort that like my dad took care of thousands of people, thousands of people. And like your mom never judged anyone, gave people second chances. Yeah. So what I really want to do really quick is just like ask you a couple questions because I know like my answers and stuff like that, but I would just like to know 
your thoughts. And I saw like your little video you had did with someone else where it said like what that like one more day, like what you would have, like what would your one more day be? And I've never really thought of that like myself. Actually, I have that book that you were talking about and I've just never been able to like sit and read it yet. But what would be like, like for me, right? I don't have my mom and my dad here. So any question that I have that I'm curious about now, I have no one to ask. So like, what is your like one question you wish you would have asked your dad? Like, what's like the one thing you're like, oh, I should have asked that. Whether it be something silly, something you would think would be embarrassing. Like for me, a lot of mine are like pretty obnoxious, probably and embarrassing that my mom would be like, I'm not answering that. And I'd be like, you have to. But like, what would be like a one question that you've just never got an answer to or even thought? The first thing that came to mind was to ask my dad what his favorite vacation was with us. Uh, Every year we would go somewhere different. And uh, they were wonderful in their own way, but I never asked him what his what his favorite was. That's the first thing that comes to mind. That's like you know, for me, it would just be like something silly, you know, because my mom would give me a lot of flack for going out and whether it be to like the bars and the clubs and stuff when I was younger. And I mean, I always heard about her going, but it would be like, what's what's like your one? Oh my god, I wish that night never happened. Like story, like you know. Because she gave me such crap about my stuff that I would want her to share like, okay, well, what's your like one horrible night that you wish never happened? You know, and there's this book that I have and it was like, mom, tell me your story. And I gave it to her back in 2014 or 2015. I gave it to her. She gave it to me a year later for Christmas. And it was it's like all just stories, like questions and like all this other stuff. But it never had anything like that in it. And that's always something I thought of doing, like doing a silly like book for people to ask like their loved ones, like those not so PC questions that you might have or, you know, just something because I think it makes, you know, you think of your parents like one way, but then you forget they had a life before you and there might be things they just never thought oh, this is the perfect time to talk about that one time. But, you know, it's like, how does that like segue into a conversation sometimes? And usually it doesn't. And also you had mentioned, and I'm curious if you kept it. I saw like on one of your videos where you got a notification about your storage. Now, do you still have like messages from your dad or like your, you said like group text messages and stuff like that? Did you keep that stuff or? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I've got text messages on my phone that I've carried over from, this is my second phone now since she passed away from 2018. I have like a slew of all the messages because I never like deleted anything anyways. Um, But yeah, like there was a point in time when I would go through them on my birthday and to see like a text message she sent me saying happy birthday for Christmas, her saying Merry Christmas. I love you. Like I've actually taken screenshots of some things. So if something God forbid happens someday, I've got pictures of the messages. Like that's how crazy I was. I was like taking screenshots of things, but yeah, like, you know, I have it because yeah, like if it ever went away, I don't know what I would do and I can't bring myself to delete them. I just can't bring myself to get rid of that because that's like my last tangible tie 
there, I guess, to say. So, yeah, I, I get that completely. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did. I, I planned to forever. I think when I when I posted it, was it, I posted it kind of like if this was ever to be deleted or or something happened and, and I lost it, I don't know what I would do. And yes, I still have those. I haven't read them in a very long time. I haven't gone through them to to look at them or read back through the the conversation. And I want to, but I don't. But yes, I still have them. Absolutely. Yeah. When you get to the time where you can look at them, you know, for me, it was like a little therapeutic, but then it was also like, I can't keep looking at these. I have them, but I just can't keep looking at it because looking at the text messages, I was hearing her voice and, you know, she's not here. So I really shouldn't be living in this bubble of text messages because they're not reality anymore. You know, I can't respond because there's no one to respond to. So yeah, I get that. I was curious because I know other people, they have a hard time with that, getting rid of all the old messages. And I'm upset that I don't have her voice recorded anywhere. Like I don't have it. When she first passed away, like literally within minutes of her passing away, I freaked out because I couldn't remember her voice. Like, I remember looking at my boyfriend and I was like, I can't hear her saying my name. I can't hear it. You know, like you always hear your parent in your head. And then it's weird. Like at that moment after she was gone, I was like, I can't hear her. Like, I forgot her voice. Like, you know, of course it came back. But in that one moment, I was just like, I can't hear it. Like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? You know? So that was hard. I have like a disc from something and I can't bring myself to put it in anything to look at it because I know it's video too. And I'm like, her voice is probably on there because it was a party for her. But I'm like, I don't, I can't even bring myself to like take a chance and like looking at it because I don't know, like, I don't know how I would react to that. So I think it's just better that I keep it in a box and maybe someday I'll look at it and I'll see. I just never brought myself to look at it yet. But yeah, I just want to say I've enjoyed our conversation because I mean, I could talk probably forever to you because it's good to like have someone that gets it and that's similar in like not the exact experiences. Yes, it was a form of brain cancer on both ways and, you know, lung on my mom, but It's just really comforting to know that the thoughts that I have and like my ideas are normal. And like, I hope you feel that way. Like everything you say is completely 100% agreed upon. And, you know, like myself, I mean, that's like what our mission is, is to just really keep talking about it and letting people know they're not so alone. You might feel it, but you're really not. So I hope, 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 hope that at some point you'd like to come back on and have another conversation just about whatever, you know, what transpires and, you know, maybe you'll be doing a podcast. Maybe you'll be starting your book. Yes. Right. And that's, that's what I want. Yes. I've enjoyed this immensely. It's been great. Who knows? But you're always more than welcome to come on. So thank you. 
(laughs) Absolutely. I'd love to. So that is in conclusion. And as I always say, thank you. Thank you for the continued support and listening. And if you have any thoughts, concerns, or you'd like to share a story, please reach out to me on TikTok, Instagram, and my Facebook group. And the link is down below where you can go to those platforms. And I will talk to everyone soon. And Doug, if you'd like to say in closing or how people can find you on TikTok, please. You can find my handle. It's pans of steel and E. All one word. You're so welcome. Perfect. And just thank you. Thank you again for coming on. I like so appreciate it. And I will talk to everyone again soon. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed your time and desire more content, it would mean a lot if you could leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe. You are welcome to join me on Instagram at Nicole Polarczyk. You can also join my free Facebook group called Let Me Walk With You Community. I can't wait to share more with you next week. And remember, you are not alone. I am here to walk with you.